In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. I obviously am very happy to be here. Um, this is a very special night for all of us. Um, it's hard for me to, to speak when I, I'm the youngest among all the priests here. Um, out of their humility, they told me to speak. And if I tell you when Abuna Mark told me to prepare this sermon, you will probably won't be surprised. Uh, I didn't have much time, but uh, may God give a word. I, I will say one thing. Um, we are lucky to be here, by the way. Um, being in St. Mary in East Brunswick, you know, when I went to Dallas, whenever they hear where I'm from, oh, you're from the church that has the best Nahda, they say in all the U.S., uh, and it's true. Uh, you are lucky. We are all lucky to be here to, to reap the fruits that Abu Nabshoi has planted in all of us. We are all children of Abu Nabshoi, myself included. To be standing here when how many times has he given up here, stood up here and give many sermons? To stand here, to stand where my feet, where Abu Nabshoi stood many, many years. To stand in front of the altar that he sprayed many, many liturgies. Uh, we're really not worthy. We're really not worthy, but may God uh, grant us to live um, how Abu Nabshoi lived. When, when we say we, the Feast of St. Mary, because a lot of us hear this word, the Feast of St. Mary, uh, which feast are we talking about? And by the way, um, I'm going to do the sermon a little bit differently today. Um, I have a bag of some gifts. I'm going to ask some questions. Um, I was told, I grew up here, so I know all the deacons know a lot of the hymns. I was inspired to make this sermon a little bit more to try to put in some verses from the hymns and to see if, you, if the deacons or the young deaconesses, so I want some of the girls uh, the ladies to answer. Um, I, ho I hope I have enough gifts. If, I, if you say it or if you raise your hand, come up quickly and I'll give you something small and go back to your seat. You still can't hear me? How about now? Is this better? It's about the same. Okay, so when we say the Feast of St. Mary, we have many, many feasts of St. Mary, right? We have, I think, about eight feasts. Her birth, are we celebrating her birth tomorrow? No. Are we celebrating her entry into the temple tomorrow? No. Are we celebrating her departure tomorrow? Anybody know what age, by the way, St. Mary departed? Anybody know what age she, she departed? 60. 60. 60. That means you calculated to, to the date. I have, I have to check your math. So what exactly, I want to clarify this. So what do we celebrate tomorrow? We celebrate... No, no, okay, hold on, hold on. We celebrate the revealing, the revealing to the apostles of her assumption. And that's another big word. What is the word assumption? mean? Assumption or ascension? Our Lord Jesus Christ, He ascended. Who ascended? Who, who helped Him ascend? He ascended by Himself. But when we say assumption, what happened? After St. Mary departed, after St. Mary departed, her soul departed, but her body stayed on earth. And we're going to read this tomorrow. 
So I'll give you like a quick, quick overview. After she departed, the apostles, they buried her in Gethsemane. And then there, it was told that there were angelic voices, angelic praising for three days. So the angels were praising St. Mary for three days. Then the angels and the voices stopped. The smell of the aroma of incense also stopped. And after three days, the angels took her body up to heaven. Took her body up to heaven without the apostles knowing. So the apostles did not know or did not see this. And then we also know that St. Thomas is somehow in the middle of the story. He was preaching somewhere in India. On his way back, he saw the angels, the host of angels, taking the body up. So then the, one of the angels told him, come take the blessing of St. Mary. He did. Then when he went back to Jerusalem, he asked his fellow apostles, show me where St. Mary's body is buried. So they did, and he told them, open the tomb, move the stone, I want to see her body. When they opened the tomb, her body wasn't there. So then they, he told them what he saw, they all prayed, and they asked God to reveal to them what's going on. So they fasted two weeks, 15, 15 days, and then God revealed to them tomorrow, the 16th of Misra, 16th of Misra is tomorrow, God revealed to them that the body of St. Mary is in heaven. So tomorrow we celebrate the revelation where God revealed where the body of St. Mary is. When we look at the life of St. Mary, she had many, many versions. Quietness, sukut. How, how many verses did she speak in the whole Bible? Her acceptance of God's will. Her endurance of hardship. But there is one virtue, one virtue that God was looking for in specific. And here, here's the, the quiz is going to start. We say this verse in the midnight praises, and I want to see if the deacons know when. The Father looked from heaven and found no one like you. He sent his only begotten who came and took flesh from you. When do we say this? Huh? When do we say this? I, I'm, I'm trying not to look at the deacons. Sometimes the deacons know. Huh? Any young deacons know when do we say this? You raise your hand. Huh? Uh, whoever told you, come up to take it because you didn't know it. I, I saw you point at him. Wednesday, good job. Wednesday, what did God, so the, God looked from heaven, the Father looked from heaven and found no one like you. What did God find in St. Mary that no one else had? Humility. Humility. Humility is the one virtue that Christ himself asked us to learn from him. In Matthew 11, verse 29, he says what? Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly of heart, and you will find rest for your soul. Gentle and lowly of heart, in other translation, it says meekness or humility. It's the, it's the one virtue that God was looking for in his mother, St. Mary, and that's what he found. In Proverbs 3, in verse 34, it says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God resists the proud, gives grace to the humble. And for sure, St. Mary found grace in God's eyes. And here's another verse. Hail to you, O full of grace. Hail to you who has found grace. 
Hail to you who has, give, who has given birth to Christ, the Lord is with you. Any of the ladies know when we say this? I, I, the deacons had their chance, huh? When do we say this, deaconesses? Uh, huh? When do we say it? Saturday, good job, come up here. I'm glad the, the, the young children and the young deaconesses know this. Good job. Saturday, Thotokeya. And we actually use this, Hail to you, a full of grace. They put this verse in the Tazbiha. Assalamu alaikum wa Menendi, where do we get Assalamu alaikum wa Where do we hear this in the Bible? Uh, okay, that was an easy one. That's the greeting the Archangel Gabriel greeted St. Mary. In Luke 1.28, it says, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. And I, I like looking at different translation, but actually the Greek text, the Greek text opened my eyes to something very, really amazing. The Greek text says, Shere ke charitomeni o kireios metaso. This sounds pretty familiar, isn't it? Which hymn is this? Huh? I'm not going to look over here. I'm not going to look over here. Any the, huh? Which hymn is this? Uh, almost. The one right before. Huh? Who's getting it? Nobody? When do we say, O Kireyus Mithaso? Huh? The hymn of O Kireyus and Venerations. Good job. Good job. That was an easy one. Good job. This is why, by the way, our, Co our Coptic church is so rich in hymns. There's so much treasure in the hymns of our church. And I think the older deacons like myself know this. Um, and the younger deacons too. Abu Nabshoi loved the hymns. We all know this. But he used to tell us something when he used to ever teach us hymns. He used to tell us, if you listen and learn the hymns, you're going to learn all the dogma and the theology of the church. And he was right. From all these verses right now, we are learning many dogma. Al-Aqa'id, Aqidah, Al-Tagassud, Al-Thalus. كل ده موجود في ألحان الكنيسة. Look at the Thotokeya, for example. Thotokeya of Saturday. Thotokeya of Sunday. Thotokeya of Thursday. Full, full of dogma and theology. If you just learn the hymns, say along. You will learn many, many, many rituals, many dogma about the church. If you contemplate on the life of St. Mary, you'll see that her humility was manifested throughout her life. She lived the life of submission. She lived the life of submission. She submitted to God in every aspect of her life. We know that her parents were barren. After she was born, her parents sent her to the temple at what age? Three. Did she have a choice in that? No. But she served the temple in humility. And the tradition says that whatever food she used to get, she used to give to the poor and the needy. And then the angels would come and give her her food. So she, she used to eat from the angels. When it was time for her to leave the temple, when she became of age, age 14, the fathers or the, or the elders of the temple they decided that to, to give her away, to betroth her to Joseph. Again, she did not have a say in that. She did not have a say in who she is to be engaged to. She didn't choose St. Joseph, but the elders chose for her. 
when it was time to give birth, all the mothers here, when it was time to give birth, she did not choose where to give birth. There was no place for her. And she gave birth where? In a manger with the animals. Then a few years later, Archangel Gabriel appears to Joseph, tells her what, or tells him what, take the baby and the mother and go to Egypt. Again, she didn't have a say. Three years later, St. Joseph tells her, okay, it's time to go back to Jerusalem, go back to Israel. But they don't go back to the place where they were raised, they go back to Nazareth. So she doesn't even choose the place where she lives. Imagine if St. Mary wasn't humble. How would the conversation go? Can you imagine if St. Joseph tells her, Mary, let's go, the angel appeared to me, Shmana. I'm the mother of, of St. Mary, Shmana appeared to you. No, 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 I will let him appear to me. Imagine if she wasn't humble. And then she, let's say she submitted, she go back during Egypt, Mary, guess what? Angel appeared to me, Danny, no way. Imagine if she wasn't humble and she submitted her life. She would have argued with St. Joseph all the time. And we see this a lot. We see this a lot. A lot of arguments happen because we ourselves don't live the life of submission. Even during the crucifixion, when our Lord was being crucified, He gives her to who? He gives her to, to St. John the Beloved. She doesn't choose who she lives with. She could have chosen. I'm sure she had sisters, right? We know she had sisters. But Christ gave her in the hands of St. John the Beloved. The one thing that she chose was what? To live the life of virginity. She wanted to dedicate her life to God. And I'm sure when Archangel Gabriel appeared to her to tell her she is going to have a child, she's going to be a mother, St. Mary was perplexed. How? I don't know a man. I want to live the life of virginity. But her answer was what? Behold the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. But we know that St. Mary did not lose her virginity because this pregnancy was of the Holy Spirit, without the seed of man. The church believes in the perpetual virginity of St. Mary. There's another big term. What does that mean? What does the perpetual virginity of St. Mary mean? Anybody can tell me? I'm looking for three words. Huh, nobody knows this one. What does that mean? The perpetual virginity of St. Mary. She was a virgin, huh, now you know it, before, during, and after. And we see this, we see this term, the seed of man, in one of the hymns. And this should be easy now. You who gave birth to Christ, our true God, without the seed of man, and remained a virgin. Should I chant it for you? If I chant it, you'll know it. Huh? What, what hymn is this? You who gave birth to Christ without the seed of man and remained a virgin. Oh, you who gave... Huh? Which hymn is this? Huh? Huh? Shatter? So imagine going through your whole life without making one decision in your life. Completely submitting to the will of God. She fully trusted and surrendered her life in God's hands. This is why St. Mary is exalted above the heaven, above the angels, above the cherubim and the seraphim. One last one. Again, one more verse. You are exalted more than the patriarchs and honored more than the prophets. 
you have a seeking more special than the cherubim and the seraphim. When do we say this? Huh? Oh, nice. Sunday thought, okay, good. Come, come. I know you don't want to come up here. Good job. I knew you guys would get the answers. The Sunday Tzotokeya is filled, filled, by the way, of many, many beautiful verses about St. Mary. Good job. So this is why humility is such a great virtue. St. Bachomius the Great says, Be humble so that God guards and strengthens you because God looks to the humble. Be humble so that God fills you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding because it is written, he guides the humble and teaches his ways to the meek. I might even say that humility is the virtue of all virtues. It's the one virtue that I said what Christ himself said to learn from. Pope Shenouda in his book about St. Mary, or in a little pamphlet, he says, It is fitting that our Lord Jesus Christ, the humble son, chose the womb of the humble virgin, St. Mary, to be born from. And as we say in Psalm 50, a broken and humbled heart, God shall not despise. May God grant all of us a humble heart like the heart of St. Mary. And may God grant us through her prayers and through her intercession, the forgiveness of our sins and glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.